presenting Canary P.I. in Cleanup on Isle 14, a J. Henry production. Are you ready for summertime shenanigans? Ready to catch some surf off the turf? Try Swenson Swimwear and a new line of modesty anklets. Ooh, la la. Is that custodian clean up an hour 14 told you once i've told you a thousand times this place has to be spotless before opening every single morning uh gee mr buford every night after closing we mop the place top to bottom you've obviously missed a spot redo the whole aisle say what is this this is a supermarket things spill all the time hey think it's blood. So what, you don't like your steak rare? Meat deliveries come through the back on the other side of the store. Oh, the crime of the century. We just cleaned it up. There's a light bulb out front. It needs to be changed. Hurry up. Jeez Louise, you old buzzard. What's that? Come again? Uh, on it, sir. I'm gonna get you a good one of these days and that radical hairpiece on your head. <laughs> oh, consign it. What is this? Again? Same as the other day. Clean up an hour 14! I... I don't understand it. Last night when we left, this place was sparkling. Mopped, waxed, and buffed. Get your skates on and clean it up. We open in 15 minutes. Well, uh, it, it was raining last night. Might I suggest you call in a handyman to check the roof? Since when is water red, you buffoon? Uh... Boss? Later. I'm needed in produce. I got 300 pounds of yams that are about to spoil and I need to mock down. Boss? Boss? Yes! What? You better call the cops. What'd you say? Misery me. Someone get lost! That's what I said, you old coot. It's funny how the mind works. One moment you're counting sheep. The next you're thinking about a childhood friend who lived three doors down that you haven't said a word to in 20 years. I can remember standing up in a battered oaken crib. A hand-me-down that caged many a grown canary. I can remember the voice of Mr. Tibbs who served the neighborhood chocolate sodas and lemon phosphates. I can't remember the face of my kindergarten teacher, Miss Isley. I can't remember the first time I had a slice of pepperoni pie. I can't even remember my first kiss. Maybe somehow blacked that one out over a fumbled embarrassment. What precious memories have escaped us? Why do some things make a lasting fold in our brain while others get away like a kite relinquished to the wind? Beats me. There's a Ned Buford here to see you. He's looking mighty antsy. I'm free. Send him in. Oh, Mr. Canary, you gotta help me. Guess I don't need an introduction. Let's see what we can do for you. Take a seat and tell me what vexes you. My name is Ned Buford III. I run a family business. Perhaps you shopped with us before? Ned's Nutriments and Housewares up on 8th. Price is so nice, it'll make you look twice. It's been a fixture of this town for 75 years. It's an institution. I am aware of that establishment. Mr. Canary, the cops, they do nothing. They bagged it and left. Said there wasn't much they could do. No one's been reported missing, let alone murdered. What if this gets out? I'll be ruined. Bagged what? Just what kind of situation are we looking at here? Just 24 hours ago, we were getting set to open. Just like any day. We found a puddle. So someone spilled Mama's marinara. Ain't a crime. That's what I thought. Also thought that damn custodian was shirking his duties. With his flask of jet fuel he carries around. It wasn't tomato sauce. It was blood. Don't you guys have a mighty big meat section over there? We are known for our fine butchery of quality meats and fish. 
wasn't that. We found something else. Am I going to have to charge by the minute here? Get on with it. On the shelf, amongst the cream corn and cans of vegetable medley. Two for one, by the way. <laughs> well, there was a human hand. The skin had been completely degloved meticulously. He was dressed in butcher's twine around the fingers. To a disturbed mind, it looked like it was prepped as a fillet. Do you have any enemies, Mr. Ned? Me? <laughs> Why, of course not. I'm your happy-go-lucky grocer. We have to reopen. Even a single day of being closed is catastrophic to the monthly profit margins. I guess we can start by checking the scene of the crime. I'm sure the bulls were acting like they were in a china shop. It's still worth checking out for clues. Meet me there in 30 minutes. Do not go in without me. Don't even breathe in the direction of the store. You got me? Yeah, fine. Half an hour. I'll be there waiting. Seems like this is happening far too often nowadays. The cop is becoming less effective. Less interested. Are they jaded or is crime just getting worse? Maybe they're getting a backhander payoff. Probably a mixture of the three. Now more than ever, people have to turn to a guy like me. What happens to the less fortunate? The downtrodden? Anyone knows the answer to that one, they get walked on. Justice comes at a premium in these pots. They better be careful, though. There's only so much the victims will take before they start doing the walking. Focus now. A human hand found on a shelf at a market? Well, this is a new one to me. Someone is playing a dangerous game. Perhaps a game of deceit and murder. Pulled up to Ned's, just like I told him he was waiting out front. He had a large keyring in his hand and a look of dread and anxiety. No one has been in this building since the cop has left, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm the only one on staff with the keys. He fumbled with the ring of keys and settled on a large three-tooth key. One that was befitting of a medieval dungeon. Building's old. They don't make locks like they used to. No need to change them. Saw it as a wreck. Ned? Ned! What's my sister doing here? I heard what happened. Oh, it's terrible. Will you stop broadcasting it to the neighborhood? Keep it down, will you? How do you even know? It was that damn custodian, wasn't it? You two are always buddies. Yeah, that's it. Ugh, horrible, isn't it? Shouldn't you be home taking care of Grandpa? I just fed him, and he's napping in front of the TV. Oh, he's only a couple blocks away. You worry too much. This was the deal, Mildred. You take good care of Grandpa. I run the business, and we split the estate. You better keep up your end. Ned turned to me and started to explain. Grandpa opened this business 75 years ago. He came to this country with nary a penny in his pocket, but he had a dream in his heart. Through hard work and tenacity, he created this prosperous business. It's a legacy that lives on to this day. Our father took over when it was clear he couldn't run it any longer. A few years back, me and my sister here bought out Dad's share as he wanted to retire and move to Florida. We're third generation family owned. He intended to take Grandpa with him, but he refused. He wanted to be close by to the market that he broke his back making successful. So Dad's only stipulation when selling was that the business must endure, and Grandpa would be taken care of. By family, no old folks home. Uh, this is very interesting and educational, but might I remind you that there's a potential murder scene that's degrading moment by moment. Of course. And where do you think you're going, Mildred? I'm coming in too. No, you're not. Go home. Make sure Grandpa is comfortable and safe. We walked into Ned's market. I was greeted by an end cap display that read Sugar Crunch, 
won't sog in your milk. Partial red-brown shoe prints littered the aisles. I can see the cops were real nuanced about their work. Down there. Aisle 14. 10. 11. 12. 14. Hey, where's aisle 13? That silly superstition. Some people would refuse to even walk down there. Had a whole shipment of canned sardines and oil that wouldn't move just because of a number. Yeah, I'm sure it was because of the aisle. What's the difference? This is the 13th aisle. You know how people are, especially in retail. I hear some whoppers, I tell you. I knelt down to a bloody mess on the floor. You said this place has been closed over 24 hours? Locked it up myself. I told you, I'm the only one with the key. This is fresh. I stepped around the pool of darkening ichor and walked further down the aisle. Stay there. Don't come here. I don't think I can take much more of this. On the shelf, the canned goods were spread in a V-shape. In the center was a bundle wrapped in newspaper. I took a pencil out of the inside of my pocket and pulled the paper away from the mass. It was a forearm, completely flayed of skin and fat. The fluorescent lightings glinted off the vibrant muscle meat like some kind of gruesome mirror ball. Blood soaked through the bottom of the now soggy paper. There's been another delivery, Ned. We're gonna have to call this in and I have to report this. My business. We're ruined. Please don't. Please don't call the police, Ned. We can deal with this as a family. He doesn't know what he's doing. I promise you, he means well. What did you do, Mildred? It wasn't me, but you know how he was. What are you talking about? Who did this, Mildred? This business was his pride and joy. He never wanted to leave it. He hated being retired. This building has gone through so many configurations. Remember all the stories you used to tell us, Ned? Where you're standing is where the meat department was when the market first opened. Oh my word. He was so proud of his skill. He was an artist with a cleaver and a fillet knife. Could break down an entire pig and have it out on ice for the customers 20 minutes flat. You know his health is declining, Ned. We all knew this day would come. He's finally one cuckoo short of an asylum. I tried to take care of him the best I could. Protect him. Just like how he took care of us. Take me to Grandpop. I am not sure you want to do that. I am going to visit Grandpop. Right now. We'll see Grandpop, but I'm going to have to call it in from there. That's the best I can do for you two. I made them ride with me. I considered cuffing them both and bringing them to the station. Let them sort it out. I needed to see where this goes. Perhaps time was of the essence. It was only a couple blocks away and we arrived quickly. We pulled up to a large Victorian house between two apartment buildings. It didn't fit in with the neighborhood, like it was frozen in time long forgotten. Mildred unlocked the arched wooden front door and we walked up a flight of stairs that creaked and groaned with every step. Grandpa? Grandpa, Ned is here to see you. You remember Ned? Your grandson? Yes, come in. Ned who? We have the same name. Splendid. As soon as you stepped in, the scent of decay and putrescence stung your nose. Once you've smelled it before, you never forget it. I pulled out a hanky and covered my nose. Did they get the delivery? They sure did, Pop. Everyone was so happy. She said, choking back tears. 
On the wall was a golden plaque that read, To Grandpop, for an amazing 30 years, we bestow on you a golden key to the store and our hearts. Happy retirement. There was a dusty outline that resembled Ned's dungeon key. They bronzed the damn key, and it still worked. Oh, wonderful. You see, I'm still useful after all. On the nightstand next to his bed was another paper-wrapped bundle. This one was different. There was movement under the surface. You could hear the paper crinkling the closer you got. What's in the bundle, Pops? <laughs> this is gonna be a hit. We'll be able to upcharge to our heart's content. I picked up a cane that was nearby and parted the paper. I held the handkerchief tired to my face as I gagged into it. It was a bicep, or what used to be. Maggots writhed in and out of the soupy surface of the gray-green flesh. Dry age! <laughs> what did you do, Grandpop? No. Sometimes he escapes. I've found him wandering the streets in the middle of the night. I have tried my best to keep him safe, but it's gone too far. Heaven help me. Heaven help us. She pulled Grandpop's robe away from his shoulder. Underneath was a small, gangrenous stump so neatly shut with butcher's twine. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> We're just getting to the best cuts. Tender. Tender. An ambulance came and took him away. I didn't follow up on what happened to him. Didn't want to know. Hopefully he got the help he needs one way or another. Ned's nutriments and housewares never opened again. I don't think they could face it after what had happened. Don't blame them. Heard to the grapevine they sold it for a decent price. Joined their father down in Florida. Good for them. The new owners gutted the place and it's set to reopen as a haberdashery. I wonder if I'll make it to that age. Are we all destined to slowly lose our sanity one day at a time? Maybe even worse. Lose all of our usefulness. I don't know what or who I'll be when the time comes to hang up the PI badge. This is definitely one of those brain folds I'd like to take an iron to. But we don't have much choice in that, do we? Voice acted by, in order of appearance, Jackson Tyler Lee as Ned Buford III. Julian Gilas as Custodian. Jay Henry as Canary P.I. Marie G. as Mildred Buford. Frank Guglielmelli as Grandpop. Written, directed, and edited by Jay Henry. Music by Pedro Esparza, Kevin McLeod, and Vivek Abhishek. Further info in the description. For information on collaborating, contributions, or just want to keep up on the current scoop, visit us at twitter.com forward slash rpcanarypi. This concludes the broadcast.